This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry, bringing to you the Short Talk Bulletin, published by the Masonic Service Association of North America every month since 1923. This, the Short Talk Bulletin podcast, is produced in cooperation with the MSA and is made possible with the generous support of a grant from the Grand Lodge AFNAM of Minnesota. Greetings. I'm Russ Charbonneau, past Grand Master of Masons in California, 2014-15. It is my pleasure to present Short Talk Bulletin, December 2020. Why So Many Symbols by Leon Zeldis. The author is a retired textile engineer and translator, an active Mason since 1959. He is a past sovereign grand commander of the Scottish Rite Supreme Council of Israel and honorary assistant grand master of the Grand Lodge of Israel. The famous definition of Freemasonry as a system of morality veiled in allegory and illustrated by symbols brings to mind an immediate follow-up question. Why so many symbols? Ours is an age of materialism and high tech. Science explores every little corner of the universe from the level of elementary particles to that of galaxies and the boundless universe, overwhelming us with endless flood of facts while imagination is banished to the sidelines of fiction. If this is our current situation, why do Freemasons insist on conveying our message through the medium of symbolism? Why do we continue performing long and complicated ceremonies? Why is ritual the foundation of Masonic teaching? The physicist, the modern demiurge, manages his invisible particles in a world of infinitely precise measurements, elaborate instruments, powerful computers, and mathematical analysis. However, the human mind does not appear to work following the rules of computer logic. Rather, it works on the basis of symbolic structures. Apprehension and abstraction are symbolic in nature. The language we use to reason with and to convey information is a generally accepted system of symbols. Words do not correspond to measurable physical entities. The word fire does not burn, but it immediately evokes in the mind images of a campfire or a burning building. And in some cases, it may bring to mind shooting. Suppose I hold in my hand the score for Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. You see a book, yet in your mind, you hear the four starting notes of the music, destiny knocking at the door, or V for victory, if you remember the Second World War. I say this is a symphony, but a scientist might claim that it is only an object weighing 400 grams, composed of wood pulp beaten into sheets, partly covered with a mixture of carbon, black, and glue. Who is closer to the truth? Which truth is closer to us? I now pick up a plastic disc and say this too is Beethoven's fifth. In my mind, they are closely related. The book and the disc are almost twins. More surprising still, 
both are representations of another totally different experience, the actual concert performance of the symphony. The human mind has this extraordinary ability of abstracting these various experiences, attending a concert, listening to a recording, reading a score, and comprising them into a single symbol, Beethoven's fifth. The Greek word symbolion means to throw together or to unite. The symbol unites an outer and visible thing or event with an inner or spiritual meaning. The antonym, diabolion, means to separate and is the origin of diabolos, or devil, de Chopra, Pantarea. The symbols then are tools for thought, ways to grasp reality and to relate it to ourselves. We sometimes forget that all measurements started as proportions of the human body. An inch is a thumb's length. The palm is the breadth of a hand. A foot is the length of a foot. A fathom is the breadth of outstretched arms. The scientist has dehumanized his measurements because his work is not done with tools adapted to the human body, but with instruments adapted to the machine. In masonry, we look back to our human dimensions. The symbolic tools we use are intended to reveal direct insights about man, the microcosm, and the world about, the macrocosm. Masonry does not teach like in a classroom. We have no professors because we are all apprentices, learning through work, through practice, through personal experience. Masonic teachings are acquired and developed only by personal effort and involvement, by experiencing the ritual ceremonies. Masonic degrees cannot be received by mail or through the internet, like diplomas after concluding a course of study. Ritual and symbols are dead letters when on the printed page. Only when the words and actions come to life, only by personally experiencing the ceremonies, they become reality. Masons assemble in lodge in order to work. Opening the lodge is called calling it to labor. We hold work in such high esteem because work is essentially a personal experience. Working, we use our hands, our minds, and our hearts. Seeing only the external aspects of ritual, one may be inclined to call it a theatrical game. Indeed, when ritual is performed without proper preparation, as a charade, a series of actions, words and gestures carried out without thought, ritual becomes a parody. But ritual can also become the key to unlock a deeper meaning, more immediate understanding of human nature than what is imparted by logical discourse. Ritual incorporates the accumulated experience of wise men who lived in ages before science and the scientific method were dominant, an experience expressed in legends and symbols. When Freemasonry itself is considered as a philosophical institution, that is, an association of free men, lovers of knowledge, then, and only then, can we begin to appreciate the value of ritual and symbol in our work. Yes, we do play a game in Masonry. It is a very old game, ever full of surprises, 
It is called the game of life. The tools that masonry puts in our hands allow us to play the game better with personal enjoyment and for the benefit of society. This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry. And this has been the Short Talk Bulletin Podcast, produced in cooperation with the Masonic Service Association of North America for the purpose of providing a common stock of vetted Masonic information to all of the constituent lodges of all of the member jurisdictions and is made possible through a generous grant from the Grand Lodge AF&AM of Minnesota, who have been engaging and inspiring good men who believe in a supreme being to live according to the Masonic tenets of brotherly love, relief, and truth since 1853. 